And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. For is it five? It's five guys now talk tech TV. Five guys, burgers and fries. Just about yeah. To say five that. guys talk tech TV, movies, video games, whatever the heck you want to talk about. Burgers. Now with a hundred percent more crabs <laughs> and Buckeyes. Uh, so watch out. A lot to talk about on this episode this week, and uh, let's get right into it. Here we go. All right, I'm joined today by my co-hosts. There used to be three, now there's four. Let's give them a round of uh, virtual applause. First off, we have Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) And we have, we have, uh, let's see, who all is in this today? Jake, per usual. Cello. Cello. Desert Fury, who is also Kmart. Hey, hey, hey. So fat Albert. How often do you shop at Kmart? Never. Kmart? Because the one closest Never. to okay, me good to know. shut Just down. Like every other one. And, oh, that's so sad. Oh, man. Hey, ours shut is still down. open. And last but certainly, last but last, anyone else? Last but certainly not least is Buckeye Fan. 95. Now, Buckeye Fan 95, before we find out any more about you, there's something I must ask. Why do you have four numbers in your gamer tag? You know what? I was just feeling original, and uh, that's what happened uh, that that fateful night. Can, can we call him Jimler so we don't have to call him Buckeye? Yeah, let's go with that. His name is Jacob. We shall call him Jimler because there's already another Jacob, and it's very confusing to introduce him and both of them. Hey, I just want to say... Jimler, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh, oh, go well, ahead. First off, I just want to say... Overtalk the, uh, the host. <laughs> Shut up, crabs. You are not uh, even supposed to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so much hostility. <laughs> I don't like it when people fight. Why don't you make like yourself from two weeks ago and leave the podcast? <laughs> Man. Sorry, I'm done. That's the last joke, Grabs. I love you. Glad you're back. So, Jimler, tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, this was uh, supposed to be for Crabs, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this top tier um, podcast. I'm really excited to be a part of this top tier po- podcast. And uh, currently living in New York, and just that's right, it's freaking top tier. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love that. But uh, yeah, living in New York and just ready to talk about games and movies and whatever else the heck we want to talk about. Yeah. Jimmer, let me ask you something. It, is playing video games different in New York? Yes. Yes, it is. 
stupid. <laughs> How so? <laughs> Please, because I honestly thought you wouldn't answer that question at all. And so now that we have an answer for it, I would love to know why it's, how it's so different. Well, Krabs, you know, there's a lot more people up in my personal space. So <clears throat> it's, uh, it's interesting living with roommates that you didn't choose, but hey, it's good. <laughs> I understand. A lot of people in New York City, the subways are crowded. Let's get on with our podcast. Um, uh, today we're going to talk... Um, first off, we're going to reattempt to talk about movies. The last time we talked about movies was literally the worst episode of this Breaking podcast that we've ever put out. Was that the one it's going to be very yeah. brief. Um, yes. See, uh, no, no. That episode yes. has been yeah, stricken from the record. <laughs> well, I just watched it. Listen no, to it's it definitely still there. Feel free to listen to it and boost our our listens on that episode. Please don't. Han Solo. Initial thoughts about him in general. He's great. Not the movie that's upcoming. No, actually, he's, I don't like I, him. He shot first. What? Why not? Because he's played by Harrison Ford. Right. And Harrison Ford wanted him dead, so he's a duty head. Whoa. Time out. Time but he out. He is dead. Spoilers. Your dog's name is Harrison after Harrison Ford. <laughs> yep. I'm changing his name to Hamill. <laughs> Hamill. Yep. I get Mark that reference, Hamill. Jake. I get it. The dog. Thank you. Someone got it. Crickets, uh, man. I think everyone Crickets. got it. It was so bad. It was. Just... I don't know. Crabs. You know what, Crabs? You have to, All right. You have to so someone who didn't understand what was just said. See? Oh my See? Gosh. I'm not the only one. There we go. All right. Well. Donald Glover has been cast as young Lando Calrissian, or someone else want to say that name. Calrissian. If I said it wrong, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, that, yep, that word looks better that way. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been <laughs> he's been cast in the upcoming Han Solo, a Star Wars story movie. Um, first of all, do you guys think that Han Solo needs his own movie? Uh, Could have been Boba Fett. Sure. Uh, yeah, Boba Fett would have been much cooler because he's such a minor character. In the movies, he's minor. But don't you think that Han Solo could really use some character development in the sense that we really don't know anything about him? The only on thing the they're going to do is tell us how him and Chewie met. Whatever. How he got to Falcon. The greatest love story that ever was? Yeah. Yes. It's better than Han and Leia. In Chewbacca heaven. It's better than Anakin oh. and Padme. God. Yeah. I will oh, say... No, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I got sand in my boots. <laughs> Somebody poisoned the water hole. <laughs> the one thing that helps... We Wait, gotta get off this, this let's planet. Bring let's bring it back. Donald Glover. I will just say... Is he in relation that, to uh, Danny Glover? I don't... I, <laughs> I think it's Uncle... I think Donald is Danny's uncle. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, Jim, what were you well, saying? Is he getting too old for this stuff? Who, <laughs> <laughs> Donald or Danny? Uh, is there a Daffy in there anywhere? <laughs> what the heck is going on right now? <laughs> <clears throat> Nothing. So Donald Glover is, uh, for those of you who don't know that by name, um, he starred on the community. Uh, he also um, has a couple of hip hop albums out, and a super famous uh, and uncle. 
He also played a role yeah. in The Martian. <laughs> and also... Yes, he was in The Martian. Yes. Uh, and then he is currently the... Is he a writer and produ- producer of a series on FX called Atlanta? Do you guys think that someone in his... It has this kind of a background and experience would play this role decently. Do, what kind of strengths do you think he brings um, to the table in terms of acting or, you know, will he be able to handle this role? Yeah. Um, go, go ahead, Jim. I'll let you take the table on this one. I was just going to say... Uh... Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jeremiah? I said Jim. <laughs> I heard Jeremiah. Sorry. Okay, Jemma, you're you are now banned from interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your first okay. question, Krabs, uh, the one thing that helps Disney out with the Han Solo movie is that they scrapped all the books and all the EU stuff that we originally knew about Han Solo. So that helps them with this movie. And with Donald Glover, yeah, I, I think he is a super talented guy, and I think he can pull off the Lando role pretty well. At least I'm excited to see his take on it. I agree with you there. Um, so say he ahead, also Kyle. like he has a pretty big background in being a nerd. Like he likes comics, superheroes, and movie uh, superheroes and whatnot. And I, from what I've heard previously, he tried to cast as a Spider Man, and I guess the most recent Spider Man movie. And uh, so I kind of think I, I don't never watched Community personally. So I don't know as far as his acting skills go how good of an actor he is, but just that just to know that he has that that love for, you know, nerdy stuff, geek stuff, whatever, movies, comics, video games and whatnot. I think that's kinda cool to see him be put into this this uh this role. Yeah, role. Being, playing in some sci fi, you know, some giant sci fi movie. So uh, I could, I'm sure his love, his love yeah. and passion for it will really drive him to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So if we could go through in the group and uh, rate this from uh, 70 thumbs down to uh, six gold stars, where would you guys rate the upcoming Han Solo movie based off of... No trailers and only the little bit of information that we Why have. Why right are we now. talking about this? This episode is headed straight down the drain. Two thumbs sideways. We'll cut that out. Two thumbs sideways. I'm gonna say. <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna say just like one star because I mean I didn't really like the casting of Han Solo, so. Um, I give it so we'll maybe see. four lampshades. <laughs> <laughs> Four lampshades. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Ro- yeah, brothers. Jimler's vote doesn't matter. Fifteen of us now. It matters more than yours. He never left the podcast. Divided by three is five. <clears throat> yeah. So, whatever. All right, Jimler. What's uh, your vote? <laughs> to be decided. <laughs> <laughs> to be decided. And I'm glad we wasted all that time for Jimler to provide us that. Rogue One, the final trailer is out. <clears throat> Guys, how hyped are we for this movie? Pretty hyped. Super hyped. To infinity and beyond. So hyped that so hyped that now, Jim and I are actually going to see it in person together. Nightmare. Have you guys ever met? Does that matter, Roberto? <laughs> From a resident Star Wars expert, 
Jake, Jumet, I must know, what are your innermost feelings? Uh, I hope there is a on Rogue One nod in some kind of way to Kyle Katarn in the movie somewhere. He doesn't have to be in it. Just, just like like a little. I don't know. Just. Like a poster on a wall. Uh, that would be strange to have a poster of a rogue Jedi. Well, not rogue Jedi, like a... <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a rogue Jedi on your wall. At this point, wouldn't he be in the Empire? Probably a rogue Imperial agent to begin with. At this point in time, that's what he'd be, so... It'd be cool. Well, I think that the... Uh, I think the trailers have done an excellent job at hyping. I mean, honestly, who can't be hyped for a Star Wars movie? They're usually pretty good. This last one, I feel like, lived up to expectations. Now, some may argue that. Um, I don't really care about their thoughts. <laughs> but this movie is going to be really good, I feel. I think it's going to be a pretty good one. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see some people get stepped on by ATATs. Huh? Uh, <laughs> so if we were going to pre-rate this, now that you guys uh, have seen all the trailers... From uh, 1 to 10, or 0 to 10, I suppose, where will we rate it at, Jake? Uh, that's my rating. Okay, Kyle? Um, yeah, probably maybe like four coconut carved heads. <laughs> okay, uh, Carrington? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, my uh, goodness. We'll hey, see. That's mine. To be determined. Yeah, Usually people you, rate things you, after they watch them. I have a... I have a... <laughs> well, this will be interesting to see how our pre-ratings will be compared to what we think afterwards. Of course, you guys are really... You know, I'll give it an so A. That, the, the movie... I'll be... The movie could be Darth Vader sitting on a toilet for an hour and a half in one lightsaber fight, and critics would make it the best movie of the year. He's got a point. Because that would be the best movie of the year. Do you think? Do you think it'll be Darth Vader sitting on the toilet in one night super fight for the whole movie? Yeah, and that's what Rogue One is. <laughs> oh my gosh! I will say though, Darth Vader does look really good in the trailers. Um, I was telling my family, like, I think he looks a lot more menacing than he does in the original trilogy. Even it's just, even though they're just like quick little bits in the trailer, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with them. So any final thoughts on Rogue One? I'm just excited for the fact that um, they didn't go back to CGI or anything like that. All the stormtroopers and everything are, you know, live action. Uh, so I just feel like it's they're continuing to try to capture the magic of the original trilogy. So hopefully, you know, high hopes. Let's, let's see something good. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you there. And uh, now for a new segment, uh, Gaming News. And uh, Jimler, as our newest member, will also handle our newest segment. Jimler, what do you have for us in the world of video games? <laughs> well, a couple things from Sony. One of their uh, big titles, MLB The Show, just announced that Ken Griffey yeah. Jr., a.k.a. The Kid, is going to be on the cover of next year's game. Um, they also, Sony also announced that they are releasing two new PS4 controllers dedicated to eSports. Um, Nintendo, there's supposedly a Monster Hunter 20, I believe, XX, whatever that means. I don't, I don't know if that's Roman numerals. <laughs> announced for the Nintendo 3DS. 
Microsoft. Uh, I'll go ahead. Jump it. I was just going to say, it is XX. The the last game that came out was in Japan. It was Monster Hunter Cross, and that's what the X is. So this one will be Cross Cross. Gotcha. Just okay. to clarify. <laughs> Not really necessary information to have. <laughs> Thanks. Either way, however you want to view it, Roman numerals or Cross Cross. Like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, to wrap it up here, Microsoft is saying that their new project, uh, Scorpio, is the only console capable of running true 4K and high-fidelity VR. And then... Do you all do you all think that that is true? <clears throat> do you think Microsoft will put out, or are they just trying to kind of hype up their build for Scorpio? Or the hype up the I hype for Scorpio? I think it's true, because Sony's already revealed the Neo and what it is. And so... Microsoft is really just, you know, hammering and giving it to Sony because they, in my opinion, Sony had a chance to really stick it to Microsoft and they didn't do it. You gotta love seeing Microsoft. So do you think that getting back into this there for a while at E three? Do you think that uh, the fact that the Scorpio very well may pull ahead of the uh, the Neo will help the fact that Sony kind of outdid Microsoft at E three this possible. year? It's possible. Um, cause, uh, I do like Microsoft's really like go get them strategy. It really, to me, in my opinion, it kind of feels like, like the early to mid nineties again, when Nintendo and Sega were really just going at each other's throats with the advertising and stuff like that. So I, as a consumer, I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show. Let's go Microsoft. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't paid to say that, but, uh, if they want to pay us, then yes, we <laughs> Go Nintendo. <laughs> also, uh, games with gold so, uh, for November came out. Um, Super Dungeon Bros available all month. Murdered Soul Suspect is available from the middle of December, November to middle of December. Monkey Island is available for the first fifteen days of the month, and Far Cry Three is available at the end of November. So. Oh. That's it. So some interesting titles in that group. Uh, I saw one last thing, um, an interesting point, and I wanted to get your guys' perspective on it. Titanfall 2 is not offering a season pass, but similar to Overwatch, all further DLC, so map packs, new weapons, anything like that, uh, Titan shells or whatever they're called, are going to be free. Do you think this hurts or helps a game when they choose from to a consumer route. standpoint it helps but from a business standpoint i think it hurts the developers because uh it'll be hard for them to try and continue to work on stuff like this so but they do have ea's backing so respawn will be fine um we did see it with 343 studios and what they did with halo 5 which is weird because they did that and nobody talked about it and so i think we should really reward them for it by buying out the game and trying it out no matter how you feel about the single-player story, the multiplayer is fantastic of Halo 5, and I really like the move by Titanfall 2 by, by following that, that same business model. So with that business model, what we see a lot of is uh, games will offer free maps, uh, free new characters like with Overwatch, um, but in order to get customizable options or sometimes even new weapons, it requires you to purchase packs or save up for in-game currency to then purchase those packs via in-game currency. 
as consumers, um, do you guys think that that is a better way to do it? I mean, let's say you spend fifty dollars on a season pass and you get all of the DLC, all you know, every customizable option, or you don't spend that, you get it all free, but your customizable things, um, you know, weapon skins, character skins, things like that. Uh, you have to grind for them or you have to purchase them with real money. Which do you prefer? Which do you think is a better I feel idea? If you, et cetera. If you spend the $60 on the game, you should you should get everything that comes with the game, including updates. Now, if it's like an expansion, like, uh, like what World of Warcraft does and they do uh, however many expansions mm -hmm. they've done, then yeah, you should pay for that extra giant clump of content. But if you're just paying for a couple maps, couple skins, couple weapons, couple cars for like in Forza, I think that you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to pay for that. That should be included with this sixty dollar core pack because it's I mean it's stupid, but then again, I can see the benefit in it because people will pay for it if they have a uh, you know, a car that I really want in Forza, but I have to buy it, well, I'll probably end up buying it. But I still think it's bogus. Jake, uh... I definitely or prefer... <laughs> I definitely prefer the, uh... Uh, we'll call it the Halo method. Hits in Gears, Overwatch has it. A lot of games are moving to it. I like it better myself. And, uh... Mostly because, yeah, if if I want to earn the skins, I can if I want to buy them. As long as it's not pay to win, I have no problem with microtransactions because they're optional. No one's sitting there making you buy the stuff, you know, and you get in-game currency to earn it. I'm fine with that. Give me those Mac Pass for free. That's great. Um, I... <clears throat> and what we were talking about a minute ago as far as the sales of the games go, I don't really think it would hurt because of the fact that you know i mean sometimes you you go to buy a game and like me for instance if a game's already been out for a few months and there's a couple map packs already out if you buy that game you then automatically have to buy either at least the dlc that's already out or a map pack if you want to play with your friends so i i think like down the road it'll help them get sales later in the game's life cycle where it would be inhibited by that Otherwise, good point. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah it does. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> we should uh, ask Kyle about this because he's the one that just grinded through Overwatch to get the Golden Gun. Congratulations, Kyle. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk, that's uh, real use of in game currency there. Uh, yeah, it really is. And it, that, that, that <laughs> takes a lot. <laughs> takes a lot of hours uh, <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> i don't even know because that's yeah i wouldn't have respect for people that have have that golden gun if they just bought it whereas you really grind a lot of time to get those 300 competitive points and i mean if you don't have a team dedicated to play or people that can help you out then you it'll take even longer for you to get it So, <clears throat> the consensus then is that microtransactions are the way to go. I it, would say that's I think what it depends. Well, it comes across for everyone. But yeah. Yeah. Like, non-pay-to-play. Or does it depend on the type of game? Yeah. Because what I was going to say real quick, um, 
because I, I know a lot of people don't, don't buy new games, but rather used games. And if it's used, the, the developer doesn't see any any of that money. But as Jummit was saying, if you want to play with your friends, then they have to go buy uh, that certain map pack, map pack or anything. And that money does go to the devs. So um, when stuff like that happens, um, they do need you know some kind of money to keep going or to keep supporting it. Uh, the game that they're trying to you know, get you to, to, to play, obviously. So microtransactions, I see the, the benefit of it, but there's also like that downside. Okay, here might be here's here might be a decent example. Um, Battlefront. I know that some of us got the uh, season pass for it, others didn't. And those that paid for it got the extra maps, and those that didn't, didn't get the extra maps. Well, if all of us want to play together, then that means that everyone is limited to the amount of maps that the person least has. That makes yes. sense. And that can be a burden. But then again, I guess, just just get a friend that has all the maps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So... On the flip side, it. though, like since you brought up Battlefront, that's that's where the season pass thing can be a problem, because you know if you don't want to go with my microtransactions and you're you're shelling out fifty bucks for a season pass, like I did for Battlefront, mm-hmm. and then the game comes out and it's like feels like a twenty percent complete game, then you just wasted all your money. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with a game that you can't trade in or do anything else with because you just paid 50 bucks for a season pass along with what you already paid for the game. So like either way you can get burned. It it really is specific to the, the dev. I mean, if it's like (laughs) EA, (laughs) I don't trust the season pass because they're bad about releasing games that are half done and making you pay for 10. Can I just say that any game like battlefront that comes out and doesn't have a campaign to it, is the most stupidest idea ever. I, I hate it. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Unless you're Unless Overwatch. You're Overwatch. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but we all know Overwatch and Battlefront are on two completely different levels. That's true. Although... Yeah, one's a polished <laughs> game. I do, uh, yeah. One is not. <laughs> like, I'll, go, I'll go back to Battlefront every once in a while just for the, the sheer fact that it's a beautiful game and it sounds good and it's, it's fun to play for that 30 minutes or so. But that, other than that, it's not much. I want to know who made the call for Titanfall 2. Because, I mean, EA is really backing it. And it really would have been their call to offer season pass or not. So I want to know how Respawn talked him into not doing it. If that's how it went. I just don't see EA being like, oh, yeah, no season pass. And then Respawn like, okay. I, I, I very much see it the other way around. I feel so bad That's for Respawn right now because Titanfall just came out and it's not selling well. And it's their own fault because they put it up against Battlefield 1. <laughs> Answer your phone for crying out loud. Oh. Okay. Oh, I cut that out. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh... <laughs> and maybe not go up against a game that has so much... I want Titanfall 2, and I want to support it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They should have, they should have planned those release windows way differently. Yeah. That is EA's fault. Well, we're getting toward. 
we are getting towards the end of the year, and, and people are going to start pushing their games out just so they can, you know, get it before holiday releases and whatnot. Holiday release. Holiday release. Uh, speaking of holiday <laughs> and transitions. A horrible oh one. <laughs> Gentlemen, Ooh. welcome to the podcast where all of our transitions are always horrible. You'll learn, Jimmy. You'll learn. Let's talk about gaming consoles of our past, or maybe... Gaming consoles of our holidays, if you're in the UK and listening to this podcast. Probably not, though. That was so bad. That was, yeah. I applaud you for the effort, though. That might win for worst worst transition ever. Yeah. Gentlemen, what consoles did you play as children on holiday or vacation, if you don't understand what I mean? If I have to spell it out, V-A-C-A. T-I-O-N, Back in the vacation. day, consoles weren't portable, so I didn't take my yeah. consoles on vacation. I meant when you were not on vacation, but rather at home. <laughs> I know. On holiday. Off school, you were at home. Yeah, I got you. Uh, for me, I started on Super Nintendo. That's probably the one that got it all started. Uh, for me, I, it was the NES that got me started, but it was Sega Genesis that really spurned the love for gaming. Uh, that's the same exact for me. Started with NES and then transitioned over to Genesis. Now let's get on to the Wait. exciting part. Jim Lerner and Caleb, <laughs> when did you guys start? <laughs> <laughs> the GameCube. We. Oh my god, what a jerk. I was going to say that. Um... <laughs> Can I just say, that was awesome use of uh, the word spurned by playing. Kmart. I did not see that one coming. Oh, Spurned the love for gaming. Well, Kmart is fairly Sometimes. intelligent. Sometimes. So <laughs> usually he can come up with pretty decent words. Sometimes, though. Gentlemen, what, what video game console did you use as a child? Uh, the no, GameCube. The first console my parents got me was the PS1. And then... Uh, oh, I can't remember, yeah, actually, if it was before that or right after that. I was also gotten a Game Boy Color. So that was the way back. But that was the only... Crabs, do you know what that, that is? That was the only uh, Nintendo yes, product I do. I've ever owned. Um, what about you? I have to probably go with the first video game console I ever used and kind of started gaming with would be a, a Game Boy Color. Uh, let's see. I played a... What was that? Wario game on it? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. But it was definitely Wario. Mm-hmm. And I had a Game Boy Color Advance. And then my first home console was a GameCube, I think. Yeah. So it's GameCube, and then I got Harvest the Harvest Moon Xbox. up in here. And I'm pretty sure I still have that original Xbox. Your dad probably still has it in his basement. (laughs) It's probably down there somewhere. Um, I think for me personally, like growing up, the like the major games I remember my earliest childhood was uh, Rampage, Zelda, Duck Hunt, and Paperboy. All great games. And I tell you, like this past weekend, a few. I went to the 16-bit arcade in Cincinnati, and they had Rampage there, and that brought so much like nostalgia back to me 
for just that original game. I don't think it wasn't the NES version of the game, but still, like you know, climbing the buildings, uh, smashing the buildings down, and you know, just trying to wreak havoc through uh, San Francisco, uh, Detroit, just everywhere in general. Just really hit that nostalgia for me. Um, that that led to some other games, but I'll <laughs> let someone else talk for a minute. Uh, for me, like I said, it started with the NES. Uh, so of course, I played a lot of Mario, Super Mario Brothers. But me, uh, it was really Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that really, I, for some reason, I attached to. So I've always liked to go fast. And Sonic was just so much faster than Mario. I like to go fast. And to me, just Sonic was just cooler. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> gotta go fast. Dinner, dinner. Gotta go fast. Dinner, dinner. But yeah, it started with, with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in particular. I did not like the first Sonic game, actually. You know, I'll say that... I could have been labeled not as a casual gamer, but like a gamer who didn't really care about games until Halo 2. That's what really got me hooked as like a gamer for life. So, yeah. All the really? other crap before that doesn't really matter. Man, that's yeah. pretty late. Like, I played games. And you I was pretty much grown up by there. then, weren't you? I was pretty much grown up by then. No, when I was playing 2, I was like 13. 14. So pretty much grown up. <laughs> Bro, I, I've not matured a day since born. then, so I guess, yeah. <laughs> grown up. Uh, I started off with the sports games like Madden and NCAA. And then uh, I also remember owning some sort of Spider-Man game for the PS1. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I played that. And for house. some reason, like I have fond memories of that game, but I, Good I don't times. know what it was. <laughs> and um, but then oh, moving forward, whenever I got into PC a little bit, Age of Empires was uh, a game that I really enjoyed. I think it was Age of Ooh. Empires two, maybe the the Conquerors expansion. And um, oh yeah, then you know progress went from PS one, PS two. PS3, then Xbox 360, uh, but pretty much anything that was Star Wars in that for those consoles uh, and PC as well really just uh, got me hooked. Like KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, if they would release just a, a standard version of that and not an MMO, it would be one of the happiest days of my life. I would have to go with, uh, and I know I've talked about this before, but probably the first game that I really like would be like oh i want to go home from school and play this and then i go home from school and play this was uh, super mario sunshine on the uh on the 60 or in the 64 gosh um on the gamecube really i really enjoy that game for some reason and I, I i would love to go back and play it nice thing i have a gamecube sitting on the shelf right behind me you just need to find a copy of it but um, i think we have the internet yeah <laughs> we got this thing called the interwebs it lets you talk to other people Basin and buy right. stuff. But that's that's a topic for another podcast. We can talk what? about the internet. Oh, I don't think that needs to another be an episode. episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, this just in episode 13 is going to be about the internet. <laughs> and it's going to crash. The episode or the internet? 
Why'd you have to interrupt? I was hoping for a really long, awkward silence (laughs) right after that joke. (laughs) What'd you like about Mars Um, Sunshine? Sunshine? Dude, it was just colorful graphics. Um, You really got into the game. The characters sucked really bad. And (laughs) the the fire hose. Sounds like a good game. You sold me. The hose thing on the back of Mario, whatever his name was, was really annoying and had an awful voice. Sounds like you really enjoyed but the game. But it was just fun, dude. You ran around. Yeah, seriously. You, you, you ran around. You sprayed paint off the ground. Uh, you fought a giant Bowser robot. It was pretty sweet. Sounds it was, like it was fun. to Splatoon. Um, close, but not at all. Since we're no. talking about Mario, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Mario Kart. Some good times there. Great times. Yeah, oh, boy. yes. Yes. Very much so. So, uh, how many... Yes. Did everybody here play PlayStation 2? Yep. Sort of. Sort of. Yes. Um, how many here play, like, Champions of Norath or, the like, the top-down yes. Dungeon Crawlers? Anyone else? I'm going to show myself out because I have not. Okay. So that... Shame on you. Not your shame. I've always... Uh, well, you you understand, Jake. Uh, I've always yeah, like been. We always played like competitive type games, sports <laughs> like Tekken Tag Tournament, uh, Super Smash, Mario Kart. Nothing like co-op. Street that Fighter. Was, <laughs> Street Fighter, top tier. <laughs> uh, those were like the first games where I sat down with a friend and played all the way through, almost like couch co-op kind of. Ooh. And just kind of like RPG base where you're going through these dungeons, taking out enemies, fighting bosses, building your character, getting new weapons. And and those games in my memory stick out to me still today like like it was yesterday. And I'm so waiting for a, them to come out with a new Champions game or a new, uh, uh, what was the other one? Boulder's Gate. Uh, for Weren't the, current the Champions generation. games made by EverQuest? I think so. Yeah, it was all based in the same I universe. So. Isn't EverQuest like dead? Yeah, but I'm I saying hope, like yeah. I'm, I'm wanting there pray. to be. It would be really cool. I'm wanting there to be like a developer or someone to be like, oh yeah, I remember that game. Let's create a new one, and just kind of. For me, that game was Gauntlet. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the, the almost just about the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that they've done Diablo, which is top down, but I'm talking about like. Almost like EverQuest, like another EverQuest top-down running through with friends. And and it'd be be so much easier now, instead of having to do couch co-op, you can hop on and play online with your friends and and play through certain parts of the story. Those games stuck out to me, and then Monster Hunter 4 PlayStation 2 was one of the first online co-op games that I played that I absolutely loved and kind of sold my life away for a year, too. I'm sure some of you can understand the obsession with Monster Hunter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, boy. I was playing that the other day. I played like seven hours straight of Monster yeah, Hunter boy. like three days ago. How'd that go? Great. I slayed some monsters, carved them up, made some armor out of their pieces, and then went on to fight bigger and badder monsters. Cool. Sounds like a solid day at work. Yeah. So those the first game for me that uh, got me sort of into like the multiplayer realm was probably the James Bond, I think, Quantum of Solace. That was for the 360. Um, ironically, it was made by the developers of Call of Duty, but <laughs> in Activision and all that. 
but it was rated teen, you know, and it was James Bond, so it was great fun. And uh, yeah, in terms of multiplayer, that's what got me started in that. Very nice. I don't think I remember that one. The only James Bond that I really ever played was uh, Goldeneye for the 64. Loosely based off the movie, Quantum of Solace. Huh. Was a game, Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Go figure. I, I wouldn't have figured that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yes. Yes. <laughs> Seems like the host of our show should move on or something. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, there anything you would guys like well, to see um, in gaming going forward? Ooh, nice one. That All looks right. like we got a new host. Yeah, we can just kick crabs out this yes, time. Yes, so I've been released from it. these chains. So two things, I mentioned already. One, a, a new champions type game. Jesus. Uh, oh, God, crabs. Secondly, um, okay, so Shadow of the Colossus was another big game for me for the PlayStation Two. It was a lot of fun. Completely different from a lot of other games, and so I'm thinking about picking up PlayStation Four for when uh, The Last Guardian comes out, which was made by the same company, and seeing if it kind of, you know, fills that, that void that I've been missing for a while. And that's it for me. Well, for me, um, like I said, what got me started in the gaming was the sports games. So there's uh, some franchises out there that do a good FIFA job. FIFA Hype! Yeah. Uh, FIFA, 2K. If they, if I could see an NCAA game come back, which will probably never happen, that'd be awesome. But just to uh, continue to make it real, as realistic as you can, because uh, I'll never like... be a professional sports player, so <laughs> it'd be cool to, you know, live vicariously through my Xbox One. But um, so, so you're basically saying you want to see another NBA Jam or NFL Blitz? Basically, you know. Yeah, that's what I or uh, Mario Soccer, that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> those are great games. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah, but um, just another wish list too. I had mentioned a new Kotor game, but if they could ever like come out with a Republic Commando two um, from yes, please. the RDP Let's Play segment that we dropped episodes ago, <laughs> <laughs> we got two episodes out of I think. <laughs> That yep, yep. A new Republic Commando would, oh my god, I would be even happier, I think, for that than KOTOR. So, those are my wishes in gaming going forward. Very cool. I would like to see a return to something like X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, where it's, you know, we have a lot of, like, I've always seen the space flight sims are back, but I, I just love the old, um, it's just get a bunch of people together and shoot each other in space kind of thing. Uh, we're, I think we're missing that. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about it. Sounds like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like that. But, you know, because, like, I... <laughs> And yes. standard fart noise for per episode. <laughs> we, We've already got we it. We can't give a rating for a movie that hasn't come out yet, but we can give ratings for games that haven't come out yet. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, <laughs> double double standards. Six Call of Duty Warfare. Double fart noises. <laughs> Agreed. 
But like I was saying, like a lot of the games today that's played like Elite Dangerous, I love it. But at the same time, it's super complicated and boring because there's so many stretches of stuff where you're not doing anything. I just wanna, I just wanna shoot stuff in space. So that's what I want to see. Amen, I want to see a, a return to. Amen. Oh my gosh, I would love to see that. I need that right now. Uh, I would like to see uh, <laughs> Halo Wars Two. There we go. That's what I want to see. Oh, oh wait, that's already happening. happening. Oh. Ironically, same developer of uh, Age of Empires. Right? Uh, or am I wrong on that? Yep. Yeah, right. I'm looking forward to Super Mario Sunshine 2. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be really good if it ever comes out. So I think that just about wraps up the podcast for this lovely day. Um, does anyone want to plug anything? Anything going on in your guys' personal lives you want to tell the world about? Um, I'm very been... busy doing the Thorn Quest in Destiny. Are you streaming that? All right. No. <laughs> nope. Um, I've been wanting to do more streaming. And the floor is closed okay. for questions. <laughs> it is. Uh, you can find our uh, you can find our information on our Twitter at Real Dudes Pod. Uh, you can email us any questions that you have or anything you'd like to hear us talk about at our email address, which is also Real Dudes Pod at Gmail. Is that correct, Kmart? I'm double checking because I can't remember. Well, Kmart's double checking. Yeah, Real Dudes Pod. Essentially, Real Dudes Pod at yeah. Gmail. Yeah. Uh, essentially, you can email us questions. Look if us you up want. on there. You can look us up on Instagram. Please email us some questions. Please tweet at us. A uh, big round of applause oh, to Jimler, who uh, has joined our podcast. So Glad to have him. He's so top tier. We're really excited to make this five to a whole new level. Speaking oh, yeah. speaking of top tier, it really uh, does. Season three of Overwatch starting. Is it next month Ooh, or December? Nice. It, just December first, like, and 3rd. keep an eye out for the new character coming out, Sombra. Sombra this week, which should be out tomorrow. Which could very possibly be tomorrow. Which could very possibly mean yes. that this podcast will not be out tomorrow. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Dudes Black Podcast. The Lighthouse. Stay tuned. Just. <laughs> Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back.
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.